0: And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
2: Hey, this is Mick Jones of Foreigner, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs with host Martin Popov, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin.
1: Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here back again for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We're part of a vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. This episode. Uh, Episode 142, we're calling it Light Band Heavy Single. It's kind of an offshoot episode, uh, sort of an expansion episode on, uh, on episode 81, which was about novelty singles. One little part of that, item two, was about heavy songs by bands not particularly associated with heaviness or heavy metal. And there we used as an example, the Osmonds crazy horses. So that song would have fit on this episode as well, but this is essentially an expansion and looking at the different concepts of these bands that might be considered light bands doing a heavy single. Did it work? Why did it work? Well, I'm going to tell you right now why it worked. Um, I was discussing this with uh, Tim Derling this morning, actually, and Tim has helped me out with, uh, with a lot of these examples, as has my South African connection, Neil Miller. But, uh, you know, as Tim and I sort of worked out together, it's this idea of People like heavy metal. They just don't know it, right? That's kind of the idea. People like to rock out. Um, you know, they think, they think their songs by all these mellow bands are the, are the, are their favorite ones are the mellow ones, but then they're confronted with a, with a guitar riff or a, or a fuzz pedal on a guitar and they go wild. Why is that? It's because heavy metal is awesome. Um, and that's sort of the the theme of the episode here how uh everybody kind of likes this and the bands themselves like it as well and i've got a telling quote coming up a, a little bit later uh, on that but uh yeah so stick around for the honorable mentions again there's there's a lot of cool honorable mentions in there and they're marbled uh, throughout here as well uh but let's get started with our first selection this is heart with little queen Now you All right, so this is the second single from the Little Queen album. The album did amazing, and guess what? It's kind of a hard rock song, isn't it? Uh, so here, Heart is delivering something fairly heavy. Uh, that, that is, uh, that turns out to be a song that classic rock radio is perfectly fine with. There's the obvious example, uh, from Heart, of course, with Barracuda, which actually went to number 11. That's like, that's kind of a shockingly heavy song, uh, from Heart. It's their heaviest song and it's probably their most popular song. Uh, so I definitely wanted to mention Barracuda as well. Um, and, you know, I've always I, I've I've come up with this thing that I say a lot of times, uh, don't Barracuda me, uh, which is a little bit about uh, when people uh, tell me, oh, this band is so heavy. Look at Barracuda from Heart, you know, and they say that about Dust and these other bands. I, I don't want to go on about it because I think I've mentioned this before, but uh but th- that's an uncommonly heavy band uh, or song by the band. And it, it comes into the discussion when people kind of lazily call Heart a heavy, heavy band. But this episode is more about uh, a song being successful. and, uh, and, and a single. There's one of these that's not quite a single, but we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, I even, I even figure a song like Magic Man kind of has a spooky heaviness, even in a, a kind of an occult vibe to it. To me, to me, there's a heaviness to that song. And yet it's also a, uh, a, an enormously, you know, successful early hit for the band. So that's another example of people liking heaviness out of heart. Uh, also crazy on you, Heartless. Uh, Sleep alone. How can I refuse? How can I refuse the greatest heart song of all time, um, Baby Lestrange? Even it up. So those two songs from the Baby Lestrange album are pretty and pretty heavy. So Heart's an interesting case of a band where. Um, there's definitely no animosity to putting out the heavier songs from that band uh, as singles. Uh, granted, there's there's other stuff as well, but you know, you look at that list that I just rattled off. They all got you know a heavy component to them, or heavy part. Maybe the verse isn't heavy, maybe the chorus uh, is. Uh, that kind of thing. So. I wanted to mention another one in the female category here, Uh, and I did mention this uh, back at episode 81, uh, I believe, but uh, I remember when Pat Benatar's In the Heat of the Night came out, her debut album, and the first song on the album is Heartbreaker, and it's crunchingly heavy for 1979, It's, it's kind of poignant that i'm mentioning 1979 because that was definitely a year where there wasn't that much heaviness so it was pretty interesting to hear something heavy and then this was on the radio as well now why was it on the radio do you think um part part of it is uh this idea of People like heaviness, they just don't know it, right? That's kind of the idea. But also, I think there's a little bit with that song, the idea that the heaviness is tempered back by having, having this high, chirpy female vocal on it. So it's like... Heavy metal, but not an extreme heavy metal vocal. You stick this vocal on, you you know, you even it out, you do the math, it's okay for, for radio kind of thing. Um, another one also actually right from that same year, again, it's interesting that it's 1979, Jefferson Starship Jane from the Freedom at Point Zero album, 1979. You look on Spotify, 47 million plays for that song. Every other song on that album, 200,000 plays. So, And it's a pretty heavy riff. Uh, So here it is, uh, Jefferson Starship, never, you know, Airplane Starship, never considered a heavy band. There's a few other rocky things on this album as well. But um, that was a hit. And again, I swear it was a hit because people like heavy metal. They just don't know it. Another one from 79, which is kind of interesting in this realm, is Robert Palmer with Jealous, which is a totally rock and straightforward heavy song. It's almost even a little bit punky, but it's but it's very well behaved the way it's put together. But it's funny that there are these... Um, these 79 ones one that's a little bit off october 1978 toto hold the line so the debut toto album is kind of a poppy proggy album but hold the line i swear that is such a big hit because of those heavy chords people love dramatic big power chords with fuzz pedal on right um so hold the line on that album this album's got a lot of spotify plays man people people love this record 418 million plays for hold the line from that album second best is georgie porgy with 48 million plays and the rest are all under 10 million mostly around 2 million on it but yeah that's a lot of plays for that toto album but i swear again toto heavy metal people are like yeah i'll have some more of that right all right let's move on to our next selection this is sammy hager with heavy metal So the funny thing about Sammy is that all of these records have all sorts of wayward different styles on it. But um, I think he wants to sort of uh, uh, you know, he's he's definitely has no problem trying to identify with heavy metal, even though he's not heavy metal. And and proof of that, Tim pointed this out as well. Turn up the music, an early song which is not heavy metal, which is all about you know. I, I could have put this on my my radio uh, positive radio songs thing that I'm thinking about doing. But come on, baby, yeah, all right, burn up the music. We want to rock tonight, heavy metal music. Uh, oh, that feels all right. Turn it up, turn it up, radio. Oh. Uh, so there you go. So there, there is Sammy saying, ah, yeah, I'm heavy metal. He's putting his hand up yet. He's not very heavy metal. He just does it uh, kind of every once in a while to to me. He's kind of like a heavy version of the whole Brian Adams, John Mellencamp thing, but uh, here he is, headbangers in leather, right? Heavy metal. Um, so he's really trying to identify with heavy metal and he's a savvy businessman. He knows there's a new wave of British heavy metal going on. He's, he's touring over there. He's kind of famous over there. Um, yeah, but, he's, but they want to hear the heavy stuff, so here he is writing an anthem for heavy metal. I almost included this on my anthems show, but I didn't. Um, I, there I put There's Only One Way to Rock, which is another one of him trying to be fairly heavy metal. And he's telling us, right, there's only one way to rock, and he doesn't really believe that. He believes there's, there's about five ways to rock. But here he's trying to say that there's only one way to rock, and that's heavy metal, right? So that's kind of interesting. This Planet's on Fire, the heaviest song from Street Machines, that was a single in the UK. I can't drive 55. Is a little, little heavy as well. Um Another band I kind of figure fits in this whole thing uh, of the Sammy Hager realm is April Wine. Uh, so they're a band that plays, again, they ha- they think there's about five ways to rock, uh, not one. Um, but they have no problem putting out heavy songs as singles. And, uh, you you know, you can tell they like playing heavy music. And uh, and they know that heavy music sells as well. So Roller, uh, Ooh at a Night earlier, uh, that's Stand Back, 1973. Roller is from First Glass which i believe is 79 weeping widow is another early one you know i like to rock this whole this whole harder faster actually a roller first glance that would be 78 i guess because uh, the harder faster album is 79 uh, but yeah there's some heavy songs on there that were put out as singles as, as well another one that kind of fits in this realm also in a weird way is alice cooper um, Alice Cooper had a, had a various, uh, various styles of music put out as singles. He's another guy that doesn't think there's only one way to rock, although he might say it, uh, from time to time, but, uh, well, no, I guess he doesn't, but, uh, you know, uh, I- I think three of his most famous songs, three pretty famous songs are schools out, billion dollar babies and muscle of love. I think those are his three heaviest metal songs, um, from, from the old original group. And they're three of the most famous songs. Uh, you move on to welcome to a nightmare and cold. Ethel was a pretty famous song from that. So was black widow later on. You got go to hell. Um, you know, pretty much the heaviest song from Alice Cooper goes to hell. So he realizes this stuff as well. He's, he's fine with heavy metal. Um, All right, this episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's move on to item three here. Example three in episode 142, light band heavy single. This is Yes with Hold On. from 90125 and there's also owner of a lonely heart right and city of love really from this album that are pretty rocking uh you know trevor rabin actually calls the riff of owner of a lonely heart the, the heavy metal guitar riff right and i i believe i did feature that possibly on episode 81 as well or somewhere back there as a novelty hit or or one of these songs out, out of style um but Pretty Rockin', and, and again, Owner of a Lonely Heart was a huge hit uh, because people love that heavy metal guitar. Hold On, you see the big, heavy, crunching guitar in there. And Yes would go on and do some pretty heavy stuff in Big Generator from Big Generator. Rhythm of Love from that album. Shoot High, Aim, Low as a pretty heavy chorus to it. Um, so this is an example. Uh, again, these prog guys, this is the theme of this, uh, this number three item, is these prog guys... Um, When they do get around to playing a heavy riff, you can tell their eyes light up, right? They really do like it. Think of the opening of Machine Messiah on drama, right? Uh, Asia had some heavy stuff and it excited people uh, to buy the albums. It wasn't just the poppy singles, uh, that, that made people like Asia. It was the big rock and stuff as well. Same with GTR for the other off offshoot group. Um, there was some heavy stuff on the GTR album. Steve Hackett is a solo artist. You know, he's one of his main directions is pretty stomping heavy stuff. Um, and he, and he loves making a lot of guitar noise and stuff. And they were pretty heavy in Genesis as well. Um, some Genesis stuff that uh, that you could go to and find some kind of heavy, darkish things. The Knife, uh, Watcher of the Skies, sections, parts of like Dancing with the Moonlit Nights, Supper's Ready, Twilight Alehouse, uh, Return of the Giant Hogweed, um Flying a Windshield later on in the song, Back in uh, NYC, later on in any way um, uh, dance on a volcano squonk los endos so there's a lot of stuff all over even the genesis genesis catalogs that's pretty heavy uh, also in heavy in in Prague. Um, what is king crimson's uh, most famous song 21st century schizoid man you know heavy enough that april wine would cover it later i think there's other covers of it but people love the buzzsaw heaviness of it, the darkness of it. So again, it's people liking this kind of music. Also from Prague, Kansas with Carry On Wayward Son. You know, people love all the rhythmic stuff in there, but people also love that it's a heavy, hard-hitting song. Jethro Tull from the Aqualung album. What are the two biggest songs on it? Aqualung and Locomotive Breath, which are both you know, quasi heavy metal songs off of that, uh, focus, hocus pocus, you know, that's more of a novelty hit for the, for the, um, you know, the yodeling in it, but it's a, it's a very cool modern heavy metal riff for a, for an old song like that, uh, for, for, from a prog band, a Dutch prog brand, uh, you know, and semi-prog, um, Valley Girl from Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa had a lot of stuff that, that I thought was pretty heavy that we, that we were into, but, uh, but again, when, when, you know, you you can almost feel the band coming alive when when Frank, you know, pulls out the sinister the sinister footwear, the you know, the the sinister heavy metal riffs. Um, you know, he likes that stuff. Everybody likes that stuff, right? It's the whole theme of this. So okay, let's take a listen to our fourth selection here. This is Brownsville Station with smoking in the boys' room.
2: Let me tell you about
1: okay so this is from yeah 1973 um you know to me it sounds like they're they're a they're a uh, I think they're from Ann Arbor or, or Pontiac or something they're one of these Detroit bands who's part of that whole scene and and thusly they sound a little bit like a cross between Alice Cooper and Grand funk um, but uh you know the the neat thing about this song so so for us as kids I got this on one of those Ktel um, compilations, music explosion or something like that. One of those, uh, KTEL was a Canadian company who put out all these comp-, comp compilations and that's where we got a lot of these, these early heavy songs. I remember definitely the focus, sweet little Willie uh, came from there, Osmond's crazy horses. Uh, so that helped light us up about heavy stuff. It's like you could tell by playing all that stuff against tile, tie a yellow ribbon by Tony Orlando that you like the heavy stuff. Uh, but this was one on there and what you hear from this band they weren't produced particularly heavy and and cub coda loved his 50s stuff so they did a lot of covers as well so there's a lot of like covering of old classics on brownsville albums but they're they're actually kind of heavy for for their day they're just not produced particularly heavy but here you hear um you hear big sustaining heavy chords and you hear kind of like uh Uh, heavyish semi-darkish chord sequences on here. It's definitely a novelty song as well about smoking in the boys room and you also get an example of an extreme vocal so it's kind of a heavy song um but it shows that this is one of their heavier songs one of their more modern songs one of the rare songs that they wrote um but you can also hear that um that putting it out was a good idea because heavy metal sells i guess you know, to reiterate or, or come at the theme of this episode in another direction. Um, uh, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Late, later on, they, they kind of like, uh, reemphasize the heaviness of these things. You could check out the Brownsville station album from 1977 and the air special album from 1978 when they were just called Brownsville. Those are both pretty heavy. If you want to find some other stuff, um, but also in this realm, uh, I feel like Steppenwolf belongs with Born to be Wild, and they belong with that heavy, crunching, weird, guitar intro to Magic carpet, carpet Ride, which turns into just a really tuneful, cool, hooky song, but it's not particularly heavy. Um, but it's got the heavy jamming stuff in it as well. So uh, again, it's, it's this idea of proof that people like heaviness, that light bands uh, can actually get hits with heavy stuff. Um, you know, and all of this is kind of the opposite of the whole extreme more than words or heavy bands getting hits with light stuff. Right. So that's another, another kind of a dimension to this whole thing, um, and also I brought up Grand Funk. I mean, I, I think the most famous Grand Funk song is probably We're an American Band, and it's kind of their more straightforward, most straightforward hit you between the eyes, uh, heaviest song. All right, let's go on to our last selection here, last but kind of first in a in a certain way, which we'll discuss. This is the Beatles with Helter Skelter.
0: Don't you want me to love you?
1: All right. I don't think I've ever really uh, had... Have we had Beatles on here at all? Uh, up to 142 episodes? I know uh, Beatles has come in for discussion, but I'm not sure I've ever used it as an example. Um, Might have used it in the early Heavy Metal episode, possibly, but here the idea um, to, to link it directly to this is... Uh, well, let, let me read you something. So, I interviewed Paul McCartney back in 2018, and he told me this. This is this is verbatim, and this kind of drives home the point of this episode. Yeah, no, I think what what heavy metal came out of was a desire to rock and to rock big and dirty and loud. And for that, you don't have to have rules. You talk about what made us do Helter Skelter. It's just a desire to rock dirty and just rock dirty and loud. Excuse me, by the way, if I I seem to recall I might have I might have read this quote before on an on an old episode. Anyways, and when I listen, but it's Paul, right? And uh, when I listen to it now, I think oh gosh, I thought it was louder and dirtier than that because times have changed, you know? But I think it's just that if you're in a rock and roll band, your soul is anchored in the sea of rock and roll and you want to do it. You want to do it. You want to participate to your fullest. And sometimes that means being dirty, being loud. You know, guitarists are famous for turning up to 11 and that's a very understandable desire. I mean, I still now, when I get uh, with my band and we're at a sound check, just strapping on my electric guitar and kicking in a pedal, turning it up, that's the spirit that comes... Kind of goes through rock and roll you know it's a thrill anyone who has ever owned an electric guitar and put it through an amp knows that thrill so i think that's where it all came from the desire to just thrash it out so you know that's why we did helter skelter and i'm sure that's probably why the guys the precursors of heavy metal and i'm sure that's where the heavy metal guys did it and then just pretty much just did it you know anyways it's good to have balance but i think it's just an addictive feeling so, you know, he's a little all over the place there, but the genius of that quote is he literally outlined the theme of this episode in close to a dozen ways, right? A dozen slightly nuanced, similar, but slightly different ways. So everything is in that quote about uh, this idea of light bands playing heaviness. Everybody's antenna goes up. Everybody just kind of wakes up if they're still a little hungover or whatever from the night before. Um heavy metal is like coffee to these bands and and it's uh it's just a really cool extra thing and i've had many bands tell me many bands on the lighter side tell me that um their most enjoyable things to play live on stage are, are the heavy songs, right? Um, so that was cool. So so that's that's the Beatles from November 22nd, 1968 and Helter-skelter wasn't particularly a single, but it's it's kind of turned into a single over the years because it has become a classic rock staple. It was a B-side in 1976 and it was an A side uh, on a on a like a, kind of a jukebox single thing in 1996. Uh, all right, some honorable mentions here um i believe i didn't want to use this one because i've talked about it before in this realm dire straits money for nothing you know give mark Knopfler a, a an electric guitar and a riff and uh and people are starved for it and they love it because that you know otherwise they just get all that thoughtful acoustic stuff from them right eagles victim of love uh neil miller also mentioned a few extra g- examples here which i thought were good pearl jam spin the black circle neil young hey hey my my uh into the black opera star right Uh, Opera star as well. Um, so, so there's Neil Young rocking out. So people were perfectly fine. Uh, starved for getting some rocking out of out of Neil, and and it turned out to be this famous late in life, uh, you know, massive new style for him that that uh, gave him really a second career playing heavy stuff. Right, um, Queen is a funny one. Uh, Neil mentions I want it all and Hammer to Fall, tellingly both Brian May's songs. So Queen was one of these bands that rocked in various different ways, but they had no problem quite often doing a heavy. Song as a single. Uh, Sisters of Mercy, Detonation Boulevard, ZZ Top Esque, Foot Tapper from the Erstwhile Goths. Jethro Tull, This Is Not Love, ZZ Top uh, Esque, uh, Foot Tapper from the Erstwhile Minstrels. Alice Cooper, Gimme, Alice Does New Metal. Uh, Marillion, Hooks in You, Van Halen Esque. Peter Cetera, Living in the Limelight. Yeah, I remember that one as a kid or whatever year that came out. Hate Peter Cetera to death, you know, that whole style. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of a, a heavy song from him and then Blackfoot went and covered it, right? Um, REM, what's the frequency? Kenneth is an interesting uh, mention from Neil. Definitely a turnoff for many of the people who got on board with losing my religion, stand man on the moon, everybody hurts and shiny happy people. Um, so yeah, so REM would rock out occasionally and it was a Fresh direction for them right Greg Lake nuclear attack that was pretty funny he mentions it was a single in Japan power station some like it hot and when I was talking to Tim Durling well actually he'll he'll come up again here but he mentioned a few different power station things I I didn't go uh, go away and and play these to check them out Um, and sorry I can't remember who who sent me this email or wrote this in maybe this was on the Facebook page Um, but someone said I'm convinced the chart success of hard rock and heavy metal in 1988 influenced artists outside the genre to pinch elements such as heavy riffs guitar soling, and pounding drums here are some examples I thought of Don Henley, Dirty Laundry Rolling Stones, Undercover of the Night. Rod Stewart, Infatuation. Michael Jackson, Beat It. Power Station, Some Like It Hot. Bang a Gong. There's, there's some like it hot again. Lionel Richie, Running with the Night. Um, he writes very un-Lionel-like guitar solo at the end. Prince, Let's Go Crazy. I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. In the news, U2, New Year's Day. Our band in the '80s actually played that song, even though we were a heavy metal band. But we, we played that because it, it kind of moves like a heavy song, right? Um. Tim Derling also mentions, I don't know how pop you want to get with this, but Janet Jackson's Black Cat is basically a hard rock song, complete with Nuno on guitar. That, of course, is following in Brother Mike's footsteps, having Edward Van Halen on Beat It, and both were huge hits. So yes, there's an appetite for guitar rock, even if people don't know it. So that's kind of uh, the theme of this episode. So there you go. Um, if you liked this show and want to support future episodes, please go to kofi rhymes with no feed uh, slash martin pop-off hit that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint and on that front this week i would like to thank joe becht at bel-air expediting anders berglund andy at black sugar transmission bruce campbell tim derling david fisher ryan gavallier again check out his uh, ryan's vinyl destination and his facebook writings he's uh, he's becoming uh, uh, kind of a journalist on all this stuff uh, darren kasaboski peter kerr um, Christopher Kiment, Dennis Lawson, James Michaeleff, very generous. Thank you, James. Augustine Garcia DiPreet, Steve Polari, Kevin Turchin again, very generous, and David Woodard. Thank you all for supporting uh this podcast. Uh, there you go. Light band heavy single. Go play some of this stuff. There's all sorts of these songs uh out there floating in the ether. One thing I'd like to add is uh, you know, quite often. I don't know if this happened with too many of these ones here, but quite often, um, you know, if you were an angry young metalhead, you would hear these songs on the radio or whatever and think this album was going to be heavy. Then you'd go and spend your $4.99 and find out that uh, that the band wasn't all that heavy. So that would happen with some of this stuff at, at times. But uh, there you go. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Find all of our shows, notes, social,
0: and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh yeah. Let me just toss all these 20 dollar bills.
1: Great. Let me grab you a trash can.
0: Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary.